Whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi Podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi the Next Generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we are talking about season 13, episodes 15 and 16, Black or White and Spiderwebs. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Degrassi wiki summary? Gladly. All right. Um, I'm only going to read episode 15 because episode 16 is like stupid long and I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. You don't want to listen to me do it. No. Episode 15 is already pretty long. Seriously. All right. Buckle up. A public clash with Winston threatens Drew's popularity. Eli comes home for a visit, and Claire is planning their date. After an awkward date between the two, Claire finds a pack of cigarettes in his bag. After confessions, (laughs) Eli then reveals that he cheated on her with his roommate Lenore, not his roommate. Tristan is assigned to do Bottoms monologue from Midsummer Night's Dream. A lot to unpack there. For drama class. (laughs) Wanting to prove himself as an actor... He tries to do a serious take on the role instead of relying on comedy. When he's threatened with a failing mark by his teacher, Zoe convinces Tristan to stick with his strengths. After his final after his final performance, an impressed Zoe asks Tristan to join the improv troupe she's putting together, promising to keep their renewed friendship a secret from Maya. Dear God. Also, clearly whoever wrote this did not give a shit about the Drew storyline, which same, but because there was one tiny sentence that isn't even really accurate. It's not really about Drew's, I guess it's about his popularity, but specifically about his presidency, which also we need to get into a lot of that shit too that I'm confused about. But God, they just really had to break down everything else. Oh boy. Holland, can you tell us about the episode titles? Yes, Black or White is a 1991 song by Michael Jackson. Um, in terms of how it relates to the episode, I guess it's like Drew's thinking is very black or white. It's like my way or the highway. Don't you dare question my authority. But I don't know. That's all I'm really saying here. I don't know. It's one of my least favorite Michael Jackson songs. So I like don't remember any of the lyrics except for the chorus. I don't really remember the lyrics either. Um, and then the second episode is called Spiderwebs, which is a 1995 song by No Doubt. And I don't really know how it relates to the second episode. I don't know. I'm, I'm like going through the lyrics in my head and I'm like, I mean, Drew and Claire both feel stuck and ambushed, I guess. I guess. I don't know, but this is one of my favorite No Doubt songs, so it's making up for my least favorite Michael Jackson song, besides Man in the Mirror. They should have saved this for, like, a Halloween episode, honestly. <laughs> we haven't seen a Halloween episode in a minute. I know. I guess it's because their timeline's all weird, and they don't want to, like, call attention to what time of year it is as much as possible. <laughs> Although they are doing Canadian Thanksgiving, which is around Halloween, right? True. I think it's actually in September because I think when we visited it's either end of September beginning of October because when we were visiting I think I remember seeing like Thanksgiving sale shit in like windows yeah I think it's a I think it's like the first or second week of October because I think all the signs were like next week or in two weeks or something like that right I can't remember I know it's earlier than American Thanksgiving (laughs) yes um all right 
Do we want to get into fashion, please? Because my first note is about Claire's white headband. Me too. Also, Becky's tank top is very short. I have no memory of what Becky looks like in this episode. <laughs> um, Jenna's hair looks amazing. And I also really like Imogen's pink dress in that one scene where she's doing a formal thing with Winston. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't care for Tristan's black jean vest. I similarly don't care for Winston's bright red pants. <laughs> He wears a lot of bright primary colors, but that was, I feel like this was also back when people wore just like brightly colored pants. Remember when that was a thing? I never got it. I don't know that I do. Also, I was, okay, this is completely unrelated, but I was thinking about this this morning and I was like, Colin's the only one who's going to know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Do you remember when French manicures were like the fucking thing? That was like way earlier. That was like middle school, high school, maybe. Yeah, right? but I feel like it stuck around for a super long time. Did it? Yeah. For- yeah, maybe it did. Yeah. I don't, yeah, because I never ever got a French manicure, but I remember it being a thing. I remember when I used to have acrylics because hashtag New Jersey, um, I would get like weird French manicures, like black and white or whatever, because mm. I thought I was edgy <laughs> um, or like black and red because I was like white stripes. Um but yeah, they, they were like the thing. But I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, it just it just looks like a shiny version of a normal nail. I don't understand. Yeah, I've never gotten acrylics. I never even did it for prom because I would just always hear about how annoying it is to take them off. And I don't I didn't have time for that. Um, but yeah, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Claire's like black and pink dress is bad extreme bad and it's like it's trying to do the thing you know those dresses where it's like the middle is a color and like just like a portion of the sides are black and it yeah. makes you look skinnier does not does not do that it's doing a wrong version of that it's not good um i like zoe's crop top outfit thingy at one point i don't remember that um connor looks so fucking good now <laughs> I, I feel like i have to say that every time um all of bianca's outfits look like grown-up bianca and i'm proud of her same. Tristan also needs to stop with the fedoras. Also, Eli still looks really good. I have to point that out every time he's on the screen. I just like that he's not dyeing his hair black and looking sad. Yeah. He looks, and I feel like his jawline is more defined. Like, he's lost the baby fat in his face. Yeah. He looks, like, manlier. He looks less like someone I would date in high school and more like someone I would date in college. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, they nailed it. <laughs> good job, Eli. <laughs> Um, all right, well, this episode starts with Drew, like, preparing to go on the morning announcements and be interviewed by Winston, but then it turns out to be, like, an ambush, and Winston is like, you're incompetent, and I'm like, since when are school presidents held accountable for, like, anything? It's usually the principal and the administration, and everybody generally knows that the president, like doesn't really have that much control over anything that happens no I feel like putting that on your resume is just being like I want a popularity contest yeah honestly and then also he Winston calls like he's like so it's been whatever into your term I'm like term we don't call a school president like his time as president a term it's literally like nine months this is like why are we taking this so seriously and also Immediately after the interview, Winston becomes, like, a weird political pundit. Is like, Drew Torres is horrible, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, a weird, like, political segment on this Degrassi TV now. And I'm also confused about this because I don't think anybody would really give shit about this in high school. 
fully accurate. This whole thing was very jarring and confusing, and I don't know where or why it came from. This whole Drew plot in the first episode was very much just like, I feel like they did not have anything else. They're like, what can we do? What can we do to fill time? Let's just do this. I don't know. We'll make this a thing. Yeah. Also, maybe like fodder for like the next part to be like, look at how much Drew has changed. He learned how to be a grown up kind of. I guess so. And then we're in drama class and they're doing like a weird movement exercise. And then the teacher is assigning them like scenes to perform. And Tristan wants Hamlet, but he got bottom from Midsummer Night's Dream. And his teacher tells him he wants a flamboyant performance. And this assignment does feel targeted and like he's very much typecasting him because he's gay it definitely felt like that especially because he used the word flamboyant and i wasn't cool with it okay this is gonna be (laughs) hyperbolic but frankly giving the only out gay kid in the class a role called bottom is a fucking hate crime it's ridiculous it's a goddamn hate crime it's insane what were they thinking? Did they do this on purpose? Did they think it was going to be funny? I don't... Was it by accident and everyone just is old and doesn't know? I feel like somebody in there had to be like, hey, guys, maybe no. Maybe maybe give him Puck. I don't know. Yeah. You should have... If you wanted like like a Puck... like Or I, I can't think of any other words now other than a Puckish performance. Like something that isn't a leading man or something to get Tristan out of his comfort zone of wanting to be a leading man, give him fucking puck. Cause he's like diabolical and like impish and it's a different type of deal. Don't give him fucking bottom who like, Oh my God. Doesn't Emma, I haven't seen this play in a while, but doesn't he get like fucked by a goat? I know he turns into a goat, but I can't remember if he like has sex. He has sex with somebody while he's a goat. Maybe he, it's a lady. I thought he turned into a donkey. Donkey, whatever. Donkey. He, I, I don't remember. I remember I remember very little. And also, I don't even know if I saw this play as a play. I know that I saw it as a ballet once or mm. twice. I saw, it, I, I saw it at the Globe Theater. It was actually really good. Um, but I, And I've never read it. I've seen it. So I've seen it at the Globe Theater, and I've also seen the iteration – that get over it does of it oh lest we forget <laughs> get over it aka the crux of me and holland's relationship i don't think bottom was even in that play i can't or, remember or if, he wa- if he was he was not he was a side character and it, it was just like someone had a donkey head at one point in the background of that oh my god that movie i know we i feel like we've talked about it a lot but fucking see that movie it's so good oh boy <laughs> martin short is just <laughs> a dream <laughs> Oh, he's such a delight. What's what's the line with little Steve? <laughs> Sit down, little Steve. <laughs> yes. There it is. <laughs> Mila Kunis' greatest role to date. Uh, Featuring Cisco. And thanks for not showering. What a super instinct. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't I I used to steal what a super instinct a lot, and I haven't done that in so long. I'm I'm bringing it back. We're just quoting a movie people probably have never seen. It's fine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> super um, but anyway, it's problematic that Tristan has been assigned bottom. Oh my God. Anyway, um, then we find out Eli's coming home for a whole week and Claire is planning, is meticulously planning a romantic movie night and Allie and Jenna are like, 
I, they're like, okay, be careful. I don't know. Blah. I can't remember what they say. They're basically like, don't get your hopes up, which is fair. Oh, I yeah, feel like, like, don't put, oh yeah, they say like, don't put too much pressure on it. And Claire's like, well, with lots of pressure, they make like lots of pressure makes diamonds. And then Allie's like, well, then the night will be sparkling or something. Oh my God. I feel like Allie and Jenna, for all of their relationship mistakes of the past, give really good relationship advice. Like their sex talk with Claire was spot on they give good good advice to other people but they're not good at taking it themselves correct i feel like that's the case with most, most people. people it's definitely the case with me but like yeah i don't know claire's putting too much pressure on this thing and she's over planning it and she's yeah. trying too hard and in my experience when you try too hard to make a date perfect something bad is gonna happen it's never gonna live up to those expectations um anyway just then, like, go get dinner like normal people. And then Drew like takes away Winston. Uh, Drew sees like the political pundit bullshit and is like, this is bad. And then he and Dallas like confiscate Degrassi TV's cameras and is like, you can't speak bad about me. So I'm taking away your TV because I'm in charge of everything. And it's like. Don't be a tyrant, Drew. This is stupid. Seriously. Like, it's it's not great. And he fires Winston. And Imogen's like, I quit in solidarity. Yeah. And Drew's like, cool. Becky's in charge. Yeah. But then we're on the date, which is they're watching, like, they're, like, screening a movie on a wall. And they're watching it in a pickup truck. And I was like, whose truck is this? And then I was like, wait, it's probably Jake's dad's truck. Remember how Claire's still technically related to him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of miss Jake. I know. And then Eli's, like, falling asleep and not paying attention because he's tired. And then Claire's like, well, you don't want to miss the third act. And he's like, yeah, it's the best part. She's like, wait, you've seen this movie already? And he's like, oh, yeah, I had to watch it for school. And she's all offended. And I'm like, don't get mad at him for having seen a movie before. He's in fucking film school. Seriously. Like, I didn't even go. I went to regular art school. I didn't go to film school specifically. But I took, like some film classes that watching things was required or you watched the thing in class like what is he gonna leave like my girlfriend's gonna get <laughs> mad if I watch this without her um but then he gets a phone call from his editor and has to like go take it and then Claire snoops in his bag and finds cigarettes and she's scandalized and I'm like well guess he lives in New York now for sure <laughs> I was gonna say yeah he's definitely an art student in New York because that's how most of my friends started smoking um, or only smoked during that time period in their lives, which is kind of funny. Um, they had an image to uphold. Yeah, obviously. You're an SVA student. It's mandatory. Smoke your American spirits. Also, I'm very confused by this cigarette box. Like, these are, like, some weird, specific, like, European cigarettes. Like, this is That sounds like some fucking art school shit to do. That is the <laughs> truest fact, but also like he's not getting those at a bodega. Like I don't know where he's finding these. Maybe he knows like people who go to Europe and bring back tobacco for him and he rolls his own cigarettes. Honestly, my fucking brother when oh, I hope my mom knows this. When my brother went to school in Paris, he was like, Oh, that's the cigarettes are so much better here. He like had this specific tobacco and then when I went back a couple years ago and I asked him what he wanted for Christmas and he just wanted the tobacco from Paris because I get pretentious. it I get it shouts out to your brother um I mean when I was I think it was it was only my freshman year but when I was in college to save money I would illegally order like 
$20 cartons of cigarettes from like India on the internet. Oh my God. And they were always like weird shaped and in weird boxes and like made with brown paper. So maybe he does that. (laughs) They were so weird because I like I needed them to be menthol because I was 18 and they were like skinny and brown. Like they almost looked like very like perfectly made blunts, but super skinny and brown and they came in this like flat green pack it was so weird they were from india i couldn't remember the brand one of the ones that like opened up and they were like in a sleeve no they were they were just they were still a box but they were and they still opened at the top skinny one yeah because they were almost like capri boxes or like virginia slims because it was like that kind of cigarette but like inexplicably brown i don't i don't know they were bad but they were 20 bucks for a carton it was definitely like it definitely gave my computer a virus ordering from that site like it was super sketchy between that and the lime wire between that and the lime wire and the mega video oh my god i forgot about mega video that's how i watched everything that's how i watched everything too and throughout college and then whenever like mega video became like super scrubbed off the internet and illegal you just found other places but that is how exclusively how I watched like all tv and movies in college yep until I got Netflix and I bought Netflix my junior year of college I bought it the summer after my junior year because I bought it when I was in London because I had to buy a British version but it still works in America because I was like I don't want to like for this like vpn or whatever the fuck it was always slower when you tried to like run an american site through a thing so i just bought it yeah and my, i still have the british my british netflix and all everything on my netflix is spelled like in the british way that's so funny <laughs> yeah my sophomore year of college we had cable in our dorms mm. but I had this TV, this teeny tiny TV that I literally found on the street and it wouldn't accept all the channels. So I only got like a few things plus BBC America. So if it, if That's there was a pretty solid one to get, though, it was not bad. It's how I got into Doctor Who. <laughs> um, so if I couldn't watch anything that was on those channels, I would watch everything mega video or like other like streaming sites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was before Hulu streamed. This was before Amazon Prime. Hulu and Amazon Prime, I don't think existed I yet. Don't think they did. I don't think they did. I can't Not remember th- when those started. Not in 2010. Pretty recently. Because mine I'm was 2010. I'm even thinking like 2013. I don't know if they existed yet. Or if they did, it was like very new. Anyway. Netflix was still disc only when I went to college. Was it? Oh, yeah. I think my freshman year, or at least 20, I think it was in 2010 when it started doing instant and that's when it was called netflix instant and that's Uh what everyone called it because it was new and they did not have a lot of stuff on there yet and yeah i think my mom like just got rid of her mail-in disc thing like a year ago because she still did it like way later than anybody else probably (laughs) my mom i think still has one somewhere in the house i don't even know if netflix does that anymore though i don't think they do i don't think they do i can't remember you guys i'm only on the first page notes (laughs) i know me too um we haven't seen each other in a while tristan hates his role and he's talking to miles and maya about it and they're like gross and coupley now and he feels discriminated against which is very fair and but then he's also like i don't want to be the fool for life like i like my teacher doesn't think i'm leading man material and then, I don't know, Maya's like, well, you should, like, show him that you are or something. I don't know. And then she, he calls her my Matt, which I was not a fan of. Nope. 
and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't They're with Drew, and they're talking about this carnival. And did he say that all-time low was going to be at this carnival? Not that I heard. Okay, I heard. Maybe he just said something about something being at an all-time low. But I think I misheard, and I was like, wait, is all-time low going to be at this carnival? Did they go on Degrassi? That seems, actually, at this point in their careers, it seems very, like, valid and believable. That is a fair point. But. I mean, they did get Taking Back Sunday. Who was arguably That's the true. bigger band. Yeah. And they got them at, like, their height of popularity, probably. They got them at Make Damn Sure. Yeah. That's, like, that. that's the height of their, like, mainstream popularity, I think. Yeah. Um, And then, but I don't know. They're talking about something. But then there's a protest led by Winston and Imogen. And Mr. Simpson is like, what the fuck is going on? You need to solve this. And he's, like, super over Drew true facts <laughs> also they're doing occupy degrassi is what they're chanting because this was the peak of occupy um which was embarrassing to watch frankly uh occupy degrassi no thanks um but also their arguments are super valid yeah i'm like that he can't they're censor like, them give we have freedom of speech you stupid and and i'm also just like presidents don't have this much power <laughs> Also, I love that Snake walks in and just throws his hands in the air and goes, so this is happening. (laughs) I wrote that down, too. Um, But then fucking fake green sleeves comes back to lead us into the next scene. I missed fake green sleeves. And Tristan is doing a dramatic reading of Bottom. And the teacher is like, um, this is not what I asked for. Um, And I was like. Oh, so this is going to be a whole thing about how Tristan needs to learn how to take direction. And that's going to be the lesson. Sure. Okay. Whatever. Um, And then. Is this when Zoe is like, you should. No, I think this is later. But then Bianca calls Drew and is talking about Margaret Thatcher. And I'm like, I don't know if this is applicable to his situation, but okay. Um, And I'm like, that's going to get taken in the wrong fucking way. But then he's like oh, I just listened to the compromise part and it ends up being okay. Um, but then we're with Claire and Allie and Claire's like, oh, he cheated. Wait, did we find out that he cheated? That he no, she j- she's just freaking out about the cigarettes. That's it. Oh, right, right, right. She's freaking out about the cigarettes and whatever. And then Allie says, you're so obsessed with being perfect, you're too scared of being honest. And then Claire's like, Allie, you should write a relationship advice book. And I'm like, no, she should fucking not. Although she gives good advice when it's not about her. <laughs> See, here's the thing. And I feel like the reason that everyone can give advice but can't take advice is that when your like, own you're- emotions and shit are all wrapped up in everything, your brain is like, hey, 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 maybe listen to the advice that your friend gave you. Or maybe listen to the advice that you would give another person, but your heart's like, nah, dog. Yeah. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. I don't, I still don't know if I would. Allie's advice is good in moderation, but sometimes she does not give good advice either. That's true. Because she's sometimes like, what would I do in this situation? And you're like, no don't do that oh Allie um she's just so sweet that it's like girl your judgment um and she's like yeah cheaters losers and pervs how to get a guy the bad Dari way or like something like that who cheated on her Drew 
true yeah with bianca in the boiler room oh right yeah um and then who's the per i guess would johnny demarco be the perv because he sent her photo everywhere i guess so he could also be a loser but also dave (laughs) oh dave would he be a perv i don't know but i think they're all kind of he's also a cheater he's also a cheater he's a cheater loser and a perv that is true. Actually, fact. they're probably all cheaters. <laughs> Losers and perks. I don't know if Johnny DeMarco cheated, though. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Um, How is Johnny DeMarco <laughs> the best out of all of them? It's just because he isn't one of the three things. <laughs> He's only two out of three. Uh, oh, boy. Um, and I then, was going to say, Drew's not a loser, but remember when he worked at a kiosk? <laughs> thought it was cool yep <laughs> he was like this is it this is where i plant my flag oh god and then we're drew trying to compromise but he's still like limiting their freedom of speech and they're like what the fuck dude and winston makes it super personal like he does not know drew and he's like you're like everyone else who picks on me and drew's like wait huh yeah but then he like screams at drew and then drew pushes him down which is like dude you can't just push him like in front of a crowd of you can't push it but also not in front of a crowd of people this is not how you solve your problems why are you president um and then tristan is in the hallway eating a donut with his eyes and so deeply depressing (laughs) so he is giving him advice about hey you need to know how to take direction if you want to be an actor also all right so tristan over the course of this episode has two like really solid burns to zoe in the beginning he says he says sigh out loud which i love when people do that he goes sigh predictable maya's right you're a bully which like (laughs) i just like zoe getting called out for being mean like not even just like insulting her just being like you are mean and you should know and he does the same thing in this scene where he goes uh where is it shit is that how you give advice by insulting people first yeah and she's like, fine, don't take it. Fail drama, whatever. Blah. Um, and then she's like, you know what? You need to do the assignment because you need to take direction, which Oops. is also true. Yeah. Good, good advice. advice. Um, and then, we're, I don't know, Dallas tries to cheer up Drew. That's all I wrote for this next scene because nothing really happens. Yeah, and Drew's just panicking and insecure. And he's like, Bianca, she's not going to know that I'm better and that I changed and I haven't changed. I'm a loser that's it i don't know um and then claire and eli are finally talking but they're not talking about the same thing um because claire's like like i know he's like so are we gonna pretend that it wasn't weird last night and she's like oh i know it was weird la 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 and then she's like so when did it start or something because she's thinking about the cigarettes and he's like it only happened one time blah and then i'm like okay well he definitely cheated on her um and then we finally find and then he's like wait what are you and she's like i found the cigarettes and he's like wait those aren't mine those are lenore's who i kissed this is a thing that happened that i feel like we all kind of saw coming (laughs) yeah i mean we called it out right away because duh and also just reiterating i made the point about lenore being pose late (laughs) wife so this is like annoyingly on brand um also, Lenore, just by the fact that she left an entire pack of cigarettes with Eli, means that, first of all, Eli definitely, Eli definitely smokes sometimes. And second of all, she's definitely like an art school, like around other people, social smoker, because no person who is addicted to cigarettes, as a person who's been addicted to cigarettes for 15 years, holy shit. Really? 15. 
12? 13. Okay, so 14 and a half years. (laughs) 14 and a half years. As a person who's been addicted to cigarettes for 14 plus years, can confirm would never just leave a pack of cigarettes with someone. Yesterday, I gave my last three cigarettes in a pack to a homeless person and I was like, I'm a saint. Like, <laughs> and I had a carton at home. So, like, but I was like, three's a lot. Here you go. Like, she would not leave them there. Um, yeah. But then we're back in drama class and Tristan is going all out and doing the performance the way his teacher wanted him to. And it's, he probably gets an A. I don't know. And then Zoe approaches him and is like, I want to start a comedy troupe. You should be in it. And he's like, um, but Maya will be mad at me if I join this. And she's like, well, it'll be our little secret. And I'm like, it's a fucking performance group. You can't keep that a secret. You literally perform in front of audiences, but okay. Also, the idea of Zoe starting a comedy troupe is very funny to me. I don't know. She doesn't seem like an improv type of person, but whatever. Um... But then Drew is doing another interview with Degrassi TV and he announces or he wants to do another interview and he's like, all right, you're right. Like I took a poll and the Degrassi students don't fucking need anything because I guess they answered it weirdly. Yeah, I really want to know what the answer was. (laughs) I think it was something obscene because they were like, whoa, can't do that. Probably. And then he's like, so we're not going to do the carnival and we're instead going to host a Thanksgiving dinner for like the less fortunate and they keep calling it a needy family feast which I do not enjoy (laughs) yeah and then he like re reinstates Imogen and Winston and they're back on Degrassi TV and they interview him and it's fine and then part two starts with a big blow-up turkey in front of the school and Audra shows up and she's very proud of Drew and they're like setting up but and then Drew's like, I can't wait for Bianca to see. And then someone's like, Oh, I saw her at the dot. She's already home. And he's like, Wait, I must go to her. And they're like, No, dude, you need to fucking set up. And he's all stressed out now. Yep. And yeah, um, he has a right to be stressed. There, if if a person comes back and they haven't seen you in like months, and you guys are engaged and they claim to miss you, yeah. <laughs> if they haven't texted you that they're on the way early, like. If I haven't seen someone in like four days and I'm like, I'm on my way. I'm already bought a ticket for tomorrow at 3 p.m. See you at 647. Like, <laughs> like, not, she does not want to see you, my friend. Yeah. Um. Then we're with Claire, who just wants to hole up and not help with the thing. And Allie's with her and Claire's like, it's over. But Allie wants her to talk to Eli and get all the facts and she doesn't want her to be rash with her breakup decision, I guess. Allie is an optimist, and I respect that. I don't I don't always enjoy her actions because of it, but I do respect it. Also, she has a very good Allie line, which is enough stewing, crockpot. <laughs> um, but then we're with Drew, who is, like, freaking out. And he's, like, talking to Connor and Jenna is, like, if you had an engaged person come back and didn't tell you like how would you feel and then they're giving like weird conflicting advice and connor's being too real as always and is like i would feel like they wouldn't want to be with me anymore yeah jenna (laughs) is like 
Well, I trust Connor. We have a good relationship. So if he didn't reach out to me, I would I wouldn't be freaked out. I'd be like, all right, he'll talk to me later. And Connor's like, yeah, but I would reach out to you. If I didn't reach out to you, it would mean that I don't want to see you. Yeah. <laughs> and then Winston brings up turkey dump, which yeah. is a really upsetting phrase. But that's a fucking thing, man. Oh, no, for real. <laughs> yeah, but then Winston is like, let me educate you on the turkey dump when people come back for Thanksgiving break and break up with their high school boyfriend or girlfriend. And... Then we're with the comedy troupe, and we find out that Winston is also in this troupe, because of course he is, and they're putting on some lame sketch, and then, I don't know, they're talking about how, like, Tristan has to choose between Maya and Zoe, because he feels guilty. And Zoe says, she still hates me for calling her the S word on the internet, and <laughs> like, Tristan's like, duh. duh. <laughs> um, but then Drew goes to the dot. And, like, walks in on Bianca hanging out with her all of her friends. And she seems way too guilty about not calling. She's like, oh, my phone died. I was going to come find you. Bleh. Oh, my gosh. She's, like, freaked out that he's there. And I'm like, that's not a good sign. And he's like, I don't care. I'm just happy to see you. Like, ignoring all of the warning signs. Yep. And all of her friends are a little awkward. And they're definitely, like, leaning in hard to the judging the fiancé thing. Which, fair. Yeah. We've been saying it since they got engaged. Yeah. Um, and then Tristan goes over to Maya's house wearing a dumb fedora and he, she's like, yay, you're here. Cause she's still suspended and she's like building forts and shit. And she wants to have a Ryan Gosling movie binge. But Tristan is like, um, actually I'm in this comedy troupe and Zoe's in it. And like, she's mad, but then she gives her blessing, which I thought was nice. But then we find out she's not over it. Um, and then we're back at the dot and Bianca picks up the check for all those people. Did you notice that? Yeah, that was very <laughs> nice of her. Um, and then Drew's like, yeah, I'm so glad to see you. Like, I was afraid you were going to break up with me and that's why I hadn't heard from you. And then she gets quiet and is like, actually, I talked to all my friends and they thought the engagement thing was weird. And also being at college has made me like realize I have a lot to look forward, and I've grown a lot as a person, and I don't want to be engaged at 18. And I'm like, yes, girl, live your life. I'm very proud of her. This is a very mature choice. Yeah. And also, I am not surprised that literally, like, a month and a half of university did this. Yeah. She got out of the weird bubble she was in, and he's, like, devastated. And... Then we're with Claire and Eli, and she's, like, asking about all of the details, and it's kind of gross. And then Claire's like, I can't get over this. And I'm like, I mean, that's fair. Your trust was broken. Whatever. And they're like, we're broken up. And also she tells him about the magazine thing. Oh, right. I already forgot about that. Me too. Because <laughs> um, there weren't really any consequences. Nope. Um, and then... We're with Drew, who's still, like, clinging to his dead relationship, and he, like, calls up Bianca and is like, will you please come to this event and pretend to still be engaged to me? My mom already lost a son. Like, he can't lose a daughter. She can't lose a daughter now. And I'm like, damn, laying on the guilt trip hard. He pulled the he, Adam card. He's pulled it a couple times. It's not good. It's a bad look. Yeah. And then they get to the thing, and Bianca's proud of him, and they say hi to Audra, and she's very excited to see Bianca. Um, and then we're, like, backstage at this comedy troupe show. And Maya shows up in a fucking turkey costume because she has to be in hiding. 
And she wants Tristan to throw a pie in Zoe's face. And I'm like, all right, guess we're not over it. And Tristan makes an excellent point. He's like, he's basically saying that like she and Zoe both are the same in that they care more about revenge about each other than their friendship with him, which is fair. Yeah, very fair. And I'm glad Tristan is finally like, stop with the bullshit. Um, And then we're with Drew, who was in hardcore denial. And he like, once he pulls Bianca aside and he like tries to kiss her and she's like, what are you doing? We're broken up. And he's like, but you've been being, acting like my girlfriend and being so nice. And I thought after you would see this, you would, wouldn't want to break up. And she's like, dude, no, that's not what this was. This was a bad idea. And I'm like, yeah, this was not a good idea to do this. And then Drew runs off and finds Claire crying and they're, they're confiding in each other about how both of them have like how they're exes now exes have new relationships on lock probably and claire says future is so bright for eli and bianca and also drew's is like she broke up with me because i haven't changed and i'm like no she broke up with you because she changed this is not really about you but okay um it's one of the few breakups where it literally has nothing to do with the other person it's literally it's not you it's me like that is legitimately the reason um my next two notes are contradicting because you see how fast the mood changes i go from claire and drew pals to oh boy kissing i just i wrote oh god please don't tell me this is going to be a thing ew no stop kissing yes freak out because <laughs> then claire's like oh my god what are we doing and then like runs away it was so weird it was so weird deeply weird not a fan and then we watched the terrible play yeah Winston has a turkey but then Tristan does pie Zoe in the face at the end and honestly it's a pretty good ending for what the sketch was yeah it works like it works and also I think it's because Zoe like called him bestie in the thing just to bug Maya yeah maybe um but then Eli comes back to the school and like begs for forgiveness and he has like is it a script or is it literally just the printouts of all of their texts or whatever and emails? It's the printout of all their texts and emails with like, like a cover it's page. It's the story of us. Like I couldn't remember. I couldn't. I didn't. Re- I didn't know if it was like he crafted a script with that shit and made it into something, or if it was literally just like a weird like dossier of their all of their interactions online. I don't know. And she's like, "It's the story of us. I don't want to give up on us." And then they like get back together. I'm like, okay, that didn't last long. (laughs) And then Drew, I think Drew sees them like making up and he and Claire share like a weird, meaningful look. And then he goes to Bianca and like accepts their fate. And it's very sad. It is sad. I'm going to miss them as a couple, but also I think they're both making the right call. Yeah. Um, And then once this comedy thing is over, Tristan like makes Maya and Zoe form a truce because it's getting ridiculous he calls them both turkeys yeah and then they finally kind of maybe have a truce I guess we'll see (laughs) for the time being they are truced and then Drew tells his mom about how he and Bianca are no longer and I'm like honestly she's probably a little relieved because no teen marriage I can't Mm. support a teen marriage which same Audra (laughs) And then they, like, end the episode with, like, everyone is having their own Thanksgiving feast after this thing is over, and it's over. I Drew probably makes a speech, but I don't remember what he said. Dallas makes a really sweet oh. speech about, like, how great Drew is, and then Drew makes a speech about how thankful he is for everyone during a very hard time. 
Right. It's and then sweet. it's over. Um, all right. Spirit Squad Captain. I'm going to say Drew. Sure. He did he did a lot of growing in this episode. Yeah. Um, ship Jenna and Connor always. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, all right, grapevine. All right, we got a bunch of emails. The first one is from Kirsten. Subject line, hi. Um, and it says, I figured since you guys are getting into this era now, it could be fun to share a little behind the scenes in the form of the music that the actors behind Tristan and Maya made together and hear your opinions if it's interesting to you. Lyle and Olivia had a band a couple years back called Cute Whore. They released music, I think, between 2014 and 2016 under the names Lux Stone and Babe Laurent. Yep. I remember when these songs first started coming out, most of the Degrassi fan base completely flamed both of them and made fun of their music to the point where they disabled the comments on a couple of the music videos. Lyle and Olivia actually were pretty notoriously distanced from the rest of the cast for the most part, while they were on the show and are considered the controversial ones because they've been pretty open about, well, if you listen to the music or watch the music videos, you could see why. Um, And then she linked a bunch of videos. I actually haven't watched any of these. Maybe we'll just watch one of them. Yeah, let's do the The one that she says is the weirdest. Yeah, the first one is My Jungle, their weirdest song for sure, and the one that most Degrassi fans make fun of. She also linked Cult Leader, music video cameo from a familiar Degrassi face, and Splits with a Z, Another cameo from a Degrassi familiar face. Um, so I guess we'll watch. We'll watch Jungle, but first she ends with also a question. Where would Casey fit into all of this mess? Remember him? I don't know. I don't think he would be doing fucking anything interesting. I forgot about Casey. Casey never did anything, so he would be doing nothing. Yeah. And then there are a couple. Do we want to do the fuck, Mary kills now or after we watch this music video? Let's do fuck, Mary kills now. Okay. So the first one is... Toby, Wesley, and Winston. Kill Toby, fuck Wesley, marry Winston? Because Winston I don't know well enough to hate yet. And I really hated Wesley towards the end. Yeah, I I think I agree with that. Also, Winston's probably rich, so why not marry that? <laughs> That's an excellent point. Um, And he's so well-dressed, except for those <laughs> pants. Peter, Miles, Declan. Kill Peter. Mm, maybe. No, kill Miles, fuck Peter, marry Declan. Again, Rich. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Yeah, I think that's good. And then Dallas, Sean, Eli. All right, I'm sorry, Holland. Kill <laughs> kill Sean, um, fuck Dallas, marry Eli. I can't decide... Who would be the least awful person to marry? Because <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to marry any of them. It's an excellent point. They're also angsty. Dallas comes with a child. Yeah, that's why I would only fuck Dallas. It's literally it. I don't know, man. Um, I guess I'll marry Sean, fuck Eli, and kill Dallas. Um, all right, let's watch. We're gonna pause and watch a music video. All right. Well, we ended up watching the entirety of My Jungle, and then we kind of skipped around Cult Leader and Splits, and it was not very good. It wasn't even, like, funny bad. It was just bad. 
Yeah, but also remind me of something that like my friends in college would make, like whether sarcastically or earnestly. I'm not sure. Probably sarcastically. I don't know. It was. This did not feel sarcastic to me. Oh no! But I think that <laughs> people that I knew would have done it sarcastically. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They both looked great. They I both don't, looked amazing. I'm having trouble finding the controversial thing unless it's like something right in my face that I like not Is it that getting. they're like smoking and they're in a graveyard? In the splits video, they showed like the entire like basic instinct scene, but like that wasn't even them. I don't like, I feel like it's maybe controversial for a Degrassi. <laughs> yeah, I guess. All right, sure. I don't know. It was it, it's it's not good, but it's not, it's not as bad as I was expecting. No, me neither. Um, it just felt like two like pretty people who like knew people who can shoot a music video for them and like just indulging their bad music. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of this band that I can't remember that had a song called Ice Cream. I don't know. That doesn't clear anything up for anyone, <laughs> but that's where that is. All right, next email. We have an email from Caitlin. It says the, uh, the subject is so. And then it goes, the problem I'm having right now is that I just looked up Mr. Perino, but like early Mr. Perino, and I think he's hot. <laughs> Considering I thought Joey was Dilf of the Year, I'm not surprised, just disappointed in myself. Don't be. I mean, I get it. He's not that bad as like an old man no I mean I also was all about Joey so listen I realized that I'm getting older when I'm way more attracted to the dads on sexy teen shows <laughs> than the 20 year olds pretending to be teenagers FP yeah <laughs> I, I mean listen but that's I've like, been that's a long harbored <laughs> listen I've been following Ski Ulrich on Instagram <laughs> for way longer than he's been on Riverdale <laughs> yeah that's just that's just how I operate, you guys. Um, Skeet Ulrich, call me. No, don't you? You have like things going on. Um, he's got kids and stuff. Yeah. He's a good dad. Anyway, fuck Mary kills. Some of these are mean, by the way. All right, <laughs> Perino Simpson Joey. Um, Mary Simpson fuck Joey. Uh, kill Perino. See, I was thinking Mary Joey. Fuck Perino, kill Simpson. <laughs> I don't know. Perino's kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but you can fuck an asshole. I'm not, not, I mean, you can literally also, but that's not what I mean. <laughs> anyway, what's next? <laughs> oh, this wasn't the main one. I'm thinking of a later email that I think we're going to read next. Um, uh, Mrs. Rivas, Maya's mom, and Mrs. Coyne. Marry Mrs. Coyne because she's rich. I guess. Fuck Mrs. Rivas because she's hot and I don't really remember a lot about Maya's mom. So sorry. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Going with that. <laughs> Actually, I can't. Who's Mrs. Rivas? Zoe's mom. Oh, no. Fuck her. OK, no. Kill Mrs. Rivas. <laughs> fuck Maya's mom because she's like cute and blonde and marry Mrs. Coyne because rich. OK. And then Sean J. Eli. This one's meaner than the one with Dallas. <laughs> I mean, mine. Mine's easy. Um, Mary J. Fuck Eli. Kill Sean. I think I'm going to marry Jay, fuck Sean, kill Eli. Oh, uh, that one's hard. Okay. I just, I did what I did. I believe <laughs> I did in what you. I, did. I believe in you. I think you made the right choice. All right. Next email. <laughs> um, the next one is from Jude. The subject line is so much to say slash ask. And it starts with, 
Hey, Alan and Kelsey. I just want to start off by noting how grateful I am that you guys take the time to review each individual episode. Your hard work and dedication really shows. I know Degrassi isn't the most prestigious of shows in regard to their budget, but how much do you think the actors get paid? Do you think if they save their money, they would be set for life? No, I do not think Absolutely that. Absolutely not. Drake has said as much, too. He's like, no, we made no money on Degrassi. And I think he's also posted, like, checks from, like, reruns, like, the whatever, the residuals he gets from that, and they're like, it's like, one dollar. Yeah, like, basically. <laughs> which probably is, like, a peek into how much he made while he was actually on the show. Which was probably not very much. Um, and then you guys have mentioned that you do not like the actor who plays Owen because he is a white supremacist in real life. What did he do specifically to make you think that? I'm just curious. Scroll his in- uh, scroll his Twitter. Yeah, I feel like he's very MAGA, very, yeah, not great. Yeah, just scroll his social media. I don't remember specific examples, but I remember looking at it and it being bad. Um, and then you guys have repeatedly... Oh, wait, no, I was- Oh, you guys have repeatedly said that you do not like season 11. I mean, I'm confused as to why, especially since you seem so excited when you watch the promo video. I don't even remember why, but I just remember. Just listen to our episodes. It was really bad. I think it was like it was a combination of it was like exceptionally boring, but also like needlessly dramatic. Yeah. 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 Like nothing uh, yeah. happened, but it took a very long time. Oh, my God. Season 11, 11 seems like it lasts forever. Um, and then we have some fuck Mary kills. The meanest fuck Mary kill you could ever <laughs> give us. The woman Connor met up with from that online game, Asher Showstack from Claire's internship, that man that showed up to Darcy's house after she posted those explicit photos online. Okay. I've given this some thought. <laughs> marry Asher, because you don't have to love someone you marry, and he has clout and money. So he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And then if he gets caught fucking up, you can get so much money in the divorce settlement. You'll be fine. Um, And also you can like ruin his life along the way. Um, Fuck the woman Connor met up with from that online game because she she's not. I could take her in a fight. I'm not threatened by her. No, I'm not threatened by her. You know, and I I feel like maybe she just needs to feel loved for a minute (laughs) and maybe she'll stop being a psycho. Probably not. I don't know. But I feel like I could handle her in a hand-to-hand combat situation. (laughs) Yes. Kill the man that showed up to Darcy's house after she posted those explicit photos online. Because, frankly, just to be real with you, I don't trust myself to overpower a man in any situation. And whether, and like, despite wherever he's like functioning at sanity-wise or any other you know, you want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, but that doesn't change the fact that being a woman by yourself, you have to be on your fucking guard. Someone got stabbed a block and a half away from my apartment the other day, you guys. I'm not doing great. <laughs> I agree with all of that. I would do the same thing. Um, and then lastly, I love that you guys repeatedly rip on Kiki Palmer for not being famous enough. It's kind of hilarious. Love Jude. <laughs> I mean, she's more famous now. <laughs> yeah, but at the time, not really at all. <laughs> we, we rip on past Kiki Palmer. And then... Um, we have another email. It's long. Um, it basically is calling us out on some shit that we would like to address and we appreciate the call out. This is from Bunny. Uh, the subject is Leo and Allie. 
And I know it's frustrating to watch Allie make these mistakes with Leo, but I think that is supposed to be the point of the story arc. It feels pretty unfair and kind of victim blaming to call women who stay with abusers stupid. And you're absolutely right. We deserve to be called out on it. I think sometimes just like the way we use our language, we're not actually calling her stupid, but like we use stupid and dumb as just like a means of saying like we're frustrated. So we're not, we don't mean to actually be victim blaming for Allie. It's more like, from the outside looking in, we're frustrated with her actions because she deserves more as opposed to like, you're an idiot for doing this. But I, but those are the words that we're saying. So yeah. we need to be more conscious think, of that. And I think we're more, we're definitely more calling what she's doing stupid, but I don't think we're calling her stupid. And, but I do know that it probably comes across that way. And I apologize for our wording because not good we're stupid <laughs> we are stupid and it's not our intention so we're gonna be more conscious about it in the future and I appreciate you for bringing it to our attention and I'm also just gonna finish your email um it is fair I think to say that the ways Leo is supposed to be manipulating Ally don't seem like they would be very persuasive in real life but as someone who's been around or involved in a lot of abusive and shitty relationships that's kind of often how it really goes which you're absolutely right Um, people can be super smart and capable and still get roped into these toxic relationships and it seems totally illogical from the outside. It doesn't make them dumb. The abuser is still to blame always. I think the point of this plot is to show that this can happen to super smart people. I definitely think we as the audience are supposed to feel very uncomfortable with Leo, not sympathetic towards him. I think you're absolutely right and I think Allie is the right choice for this. I think maybe the reason that we're jumping right to, Allie, this is so out of, like, Allie, you're such a dummy instead of like, hey, this is really out of character is because Allie, like, makes boy mistakes but this is like a different thing and I think we are having trouble separating the harmless but ultimately not great Johnny DeMarco from the abuser Leo and I think that's where it's getting like conflated in our heads yeah I don't know what else to say (laughs) or at least as far as we talk about it yeah I think yeah I think the way that we're not really talking about it as delicately as we should be. And I think it's also, maybe it's because it's a TV show and we are just frustrated and we're like, oh, this is so dumb. I hate watching this because it's just like an instinct to be like, no, I don't like this. And this is just like the first things that are coming out of our mouths and we're not thinking about what we're saying and how we're phrasing things, which is not a good thing to do when we put fucking shit on the internet for lots of people to hear. Um, So... Think before we speak. Think before we speak. It also, like, it's coming on the heels of, like, so much, like, serious shit that we have to, like, buckle down and be like, let's have a dialogue about this kind of stuff that it's, like, it's so exhausting. (laughs) It's so much. But we need to be, like, more wary of how we speak in regards to stuff like this. I agree. And I appreciate you calling us out. And for the record, all of you guys should feel comfortable doing that if if you're, like, hey, this isn't the thing that you guys are experiencing and I don't like the language that we're using. My whole thing with stuff like that is if someone tells me that something is hurting their feelings and in some way, whether they're like, hey, you might not know this, but what you're saying is blankest input a thing here. Like, tell me. Like, because... So we don't keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, because we that's obviously not our intention. But if that's not our experience and we genuinely don't know, we need somebody to tell us. I mean, it's not your job to, like, yeah, educate us. I also us. don't want to put that... Like, no. I, like, we don't know, but you should tell it. Like, I don't want to put that on anybody no. either. <laughs> no, it's not your job to educate us. But if something makes you uncomfortable with what we say and you're like, mm, I hate when you guys do that, just, like, send me an email and be like, hey, I like, be nice about it. Be like, hey, I hate when you guys... <laughs> just because just I'm sensitive and it's going to hurt my feelings. Uh, just be like, hey, what you're doing is not cool. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, there's a little bit more email to go. The, the end of it is just nice. So we're just <laughs> going to do that. Thanks for doing this show. I've been following avidly for nearly a year now, and it's one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Can't wait for you to meet more of the next class crew. You're totally right about Grace. She's the best. My friend told me she works in a restaurant here in Vancouver, but she doesn't really like being recognized, so I won't say which one. LOL. Merry Christmas, Bunny. Thank you, Bunny. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but that is all the grapevine that we have for today. Um, if you would like to... S- be featured on the next grapevine segment you can tweet at us at grassy pod email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com we're on instagram at grassy pod you can listen to us pretty much anywhere and but if you're on apple podcast if you can rate review and subscribe that would be super cool and if you leave us a review we will write a degrassi inspired fan fiction for you on the show we do have a couple that i've seen that we definitely still need to do some fan fictions but we just haven't really had the time or the brain power to do them but i will make a promise that next week we will do one i think it's my turn i'm sorry if you've been waiting for a fan fiction review um and you can follow me on instagram and twitter at holland tacular and you can follow me on instagram and twitter at kel sucks with a z at the end and holland do you know what you're going to recommend to the people sure i think i'm just going to recommend a star is born because i finally saw it (laughs) There you go. Um, I let's see. I found a musician that I like. I've only listened to a little bit of her stuff. Her name is Jade Bird, um, but she's kind of like alt country, which I said was not a thing a couple <laughs> years ago. It exists. I like it. Um, anyway, her name is Jade Bird. I recommend the song "Uh Huh" because that's my favorite thing, and uh, that is it. All right. Well, that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.